This is Kaylin McPherson reporting for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Today I have Todd Mack and Trey Carlisle, co-founders of the Black Legacy Project. So can you uh, just give me a little background of you guys and about the Black Legacy Project? Uh, sure. Um, I am. Uh, this is Todd Mack. I am the founder and executive director of Music in Common, which is the nonprofit that produces the Black Legacy Project. And I have the honor of co-directing the project with my man, <laughs> Trey Carlisle. Um, and I'm the program coordinator for Music in Common and co-director of the Black Legacy Project. And the Black Legacy Project is a musical celebration of Black history to advance racial solidarity, equity, and belonging. And it's a national project, but it takes place at the local level in communities across the country. And so what we do in a nutshell is we will travel to a community, we will select a theme and two songs centered around race relations um, that have direct ties to the local communities. And we will start this week-long process where we will have community members discuss these songs, explore how they're still relevant to the state of race relations today, and then we engage local black and white musicians and reimagining these songs, creating present day interpretations of them and co-writing an original song together about how we can move forward and advance greater belonging in the community and in the nation. And then the songs are recorded and performed and showcased for the community. And we highlight the whole experience in a docu-series where people around the world can learn about the black history in each of these communities we travel to and be inspired to advance belonging in their own communities. Wow, that's very interesting. So it's kind of like you get the whole crowd working together to produce something to help to you take old songs and you rewrite them and you try to promote racial uh, equality. And so it's really cool on how that works. Um, what influences the music you play? Mm. In the Black Legacy Project specifically? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for the Black Legacy Project, um, the songs that we select, um, they all are really centered around, you know, they have a powerful message around um, race relations, racial injustice, but also, you know, equality and freedom and belonging. Um, so all of we take songs from the past and present that all speak to um, the need for advancing greater belonging, healing, and equity across racial divides. Um, and also, we select um, the songs that have direct ties to the local communities that we go to and the theme we focus on. So, you know, when we traveled to um, the Berkshires, the theme was, you know, hope in a hateful world. So we chose songs like Lift Every Voice and Sing, Strange Fruit, um, We Shall Overcome, songs that all have direct ties to the local community but also speak to this general theme of how can we build a world where hate no longer exists so is it is it one big band or how many um people are uh producing the music and and working together to produce beautiful music yeah well it kind of varies with each community that the that the project travels to but it always starts with four musical co-directors and um and then typically it could be anywhere from an additional four or five to a dozen or two additional musicians helping on the recording sessions and on the performances of the songs. So they're musicians. All local. All, all local. local from, yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Yeah. They're all from the local area. Well, that's exactly. cool. Yeah. So, so, you, so then you even get local artists to come and sing. 
And exactly. And that, that's sort of the whole the whole uh, the whole point of the project is to really localize it on every level. So certainly starting with musicians, but also even the the community partners are generally local nonprofit organizations, colleges, high schools, uh, different various community stakeholders that are embedded in the community. And the point of it is to embed the project in the community. And being that uh, we don't live in each of the communities that we go to, uh, it's really important to sort of uh, create those partnerships, both with musicians and non-musicians, so that the project can continue to grow after after we're not there. So with the project, what do you hope people get out of what what you intend to do with the project? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we hope the project um, can inspire future conversations and future collaborations among community members, musicians and non-musicians alike, around what can they do to help advance greater belonging, greater equity, greater solidarity in their local community and across the nation. And we seek for the Black LP to be a platform to inspire those type of conversations and collaborations that are necessary. Um, and we feel that music being a universal language um, is a powerful tool to be able to help bring people across divides to have these important conversations and to build empathy towards each other and start working together. Definitely music is a universal language. It brings people from all backgrounds, no matter what. I agree with you there. I think that everything that uh, Treasure shared though has to start with, um, I mean, I, I see that as sort of step two. Step one is that um, really the the hope and the objective of the project is to deepen understanding around the complexity of, of a lot of these uh, issues and the complexity of black and white race relations in the United States and the historical complexities of that as well. And from that, I think constructive conversations can ensue, but you really, it's got to start with just elevating the awareness and deepening the understanding. Right. Definitely. That's definitely true. You need to elevate people's awareness, you know, get the word out there, you know, that's the first yeah. step. So for people who've never heard your music, what type of music do you play? Is it blues? Is it jazz? Is it rock? Is it metal? Is it pop, hip hop? All, yes. all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in every when we travel to every community and we engage the local um, musical co-directors in reimagining these songs and co-writing an original, they all bring their unique um, musical genres, musical styles, musical strengths to how they reimagine these songs. Um, so as a result, we have had, you know, blues songs, jazz renditions, folk songs, or rock songs, gospel, funk um, stylings, um, all around, you know, all as reinterpretations, like modern day interpretations of some historic songs that a lot of people may know about, like Lift Every Voice and Sing, like We Shall Overcome, like Strange Fruit, or songs that not as many people might know about, like The Ballad of the Walking Postman, or What is the Color of the Soul of a Man? All of these have been powerful songs written throughout history about how can we build bridges across racial divides and advance a world of equity. So it's been beautiful to see the artists bring there a lot of these um, diverse musical genres and how they reimagine these songs 
and in co-writing original anthems for change. With those um, original anthems, is it just the artist writing them or do they get the crowd involved or, you know, how does that work? Yeah, it's just the musical co-directors that that write the songs. So, but it is four musicians writing one song together. So that's always an interesting process. Mm, sounds like it. Yeah. Oh, it, it probably is interested in what they come up with too, as well. Sure. Yeah. So much so. It's a beautiful collaborative process that they engage in. Um, so how do you get artists involved with the project? You know, how do you reach out and find these artists? Mm. Yeah. So depending on where we are uh, working, if it's a place that we've been to before or have some inroads with local musicians, we might start there. Um, and if it's a place that we've never been to before, either way, uh, we do a, a, a considerable amount of just research into the local music scene uh, using social media, using various music sites uh, to try to identify uh, who the various musicians are in the scene. And then we just literally reach out to them one-on-one -on -one as we um, sort of identify who we think would be great for the project. Why do you think it's important to understand the background of our music as well as what the music is talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's super important to understand the the history and I'd say more importantly, the people behind the musical genres and the musical songs that um, shape our musical soundscape in the nation. Because music can be, not only is it a universal language that all human beings do, but it also can be a bridge to the lived experiences, histories, values, and struggles and desires of specific cultures, of specific peoples. So it's super important to be able to understand the people behind the music and behind the songs, because not only does it allow us to develop a greater appreciation and respect for the music, but it actually can be a powerful tool to help us develop greater empathy and solidarity between the different cultural, racial, religious, and ethnic communities behind these, um, these musical genres and songs that really shape our whole um, cultural soundscape. So it's a powerful tool for bridge building, which is what Music in Common and the Black Legacy Project does. So is Music in Common a separate project or is it just like the guys who own the Black Legacy Project? Uh, neither. It's it's uh, because there's really no ownership per se. It's uh, we are Music in Common is a nonprofit. We've been around 18 years and in a nutshell, you know, we do community and peace building, utilizing the universal power of music, uh, language of music as a way to bring people together. Uh, and the Black Legacy Project is one of a handful of programs and initiatives that Music in Common does. Oh, interesting. So we have about two minutes left. Um... What is it about music that brings people together, no matter what their background, nationality, race, uh, gender, so on and so forth? Wow. Powerful stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a universal, music is a universal language. 
And so I, I think uh, whether you're a practitioner or a player of music or not is independent to how, to the fact that, you know, so many people love music. They, it, it, it expresses how they're feeling. It, it impacts how they're feeling. Um, it can convey a message. It could tell a story. It's something that people can connect to. And it becomes a really powerful tool for bringing people together, communities together, particularly people in conflict or communities in conflict with one another. Um, it's just, it's non-threatening and, uh, and it's sort of non-subjective. Uh, it's not picking sides. So if people can just home in on their common love for music, it's amazing how it can open doors for them to have conversations about other things they have in common, even when they may not think they do. True. They can bond over it very easily. Um, with one minute to go, is there anything else you'd like to say that I didn't ask? And also, where can more people find information? Yes. So you can learn more about us by going to um, our website, theblacklegacyproject.org, uh, as well as musicincommon.org. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us on both platforms at The Black Legacy Project and Music in Common. And I will add that our first album will be out in uh, late April. So be on the lookout for that. First album. This has been Kayla McPherson reporting for the Hudson Mohawk magazine. I've been talking with Todd Mack and Trey Carlisle, co-founders of the Black Legacy Project. Thank you for talking with me today. Thanks, Ken.